This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in another very volatile week, ending the day Friday with double-digit gains across the board. Livestock markets also ended up with uh, good gains on Friday as well. Agmarket.net head specialist Jacob Burke says this market this week is all about the weather. Corn markets seem to be stealing the headlines right now. Uh, you know, it, we see a, a weather event to come across uh, most of the corn belt uh, received a little bit but you know there was a lot of people reporting trace amounts so i would say if you look if you still divided the uh, the corn belt in half your western corn belt guys are pretty satisfied seeing some uh, inch plus accumulations across some of the the drought stricken areas for the last couple of years in the panhandles in western kansas and even into the nebraskas and south dakotas so uh, some decent uh, coverage there across the belt Weather forecasts continue to stay dry through the week. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says that had traders adding risk premium into the grains. You know, three-day weekend uh, is probably going to be more important than the July weekend because the 4th of July falls in the middle of the week. But I think when you look at it, it's a, a market that the weather forecast stays pretty stagnant. Of course, we know that those can change a very, very abruptly over a three-day weekend. But uh, as of the close, no change here yet. Progressive Ag Marketing market analyst Brian Strumman says nobody wants to go into this weekend with a short position. Yeah, ahead of a three-day weekend, and and it's just the weather forecast and and the weather. If if uh, if rains in the forecast, uh, does it materialize? And right now, uh, uh, we've got a, a large area that's uh, you know hot and dry, and and no rain uh, uh, really in the forecast. So these markets are sharply higher, and we're looking like we're going to end the week that way as well. Livestock markets also put in a pretty volatile week as well, but we did end Friday higher. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines says the livestock market has been mixed. You know, it's been a back and forth, uh, you know, friendly fundamentals still, but battling what I'd call a technical correction last week. You know, we raced up and hit a new high there on Wednesday, uh, a new all-time spot high as well, and immediately sold off through, throughout the live and, and feeder cattle market. Had higher cash trade though again last week, uh, you know, sharply higher beef. We were up 23 bucks in a week on choice box beef. Um, and negotiated cash trade was anywhere from, you know, two to 12 higher up north and, and roughly five to six dollars higher here from most of the trade in Texas and Kansas. Comstock investments market analyst Joe Camps at the livestock market also saw a bit of follow through buying early in the week. And that wouldn't be you know, out of trend from what we've seen with last week, again, talking about all-time highs achieved here, a little bit of a break back, but uh, not enough necessarily to arrest the, the, the buying interest here in a market where, like July corn going off the board, we've got June cattle that are heading towards expiration and still at a pretty uh, sharp discount to the cash market. There's some upward convergence here, and Ultimately, it's bullish, you know, that we've had a lot in the trade call for or at least start to expect a, a short-term correction of sorts, but yet that we're rejecting that to start out this week, even with the higher corn market. Two major grain companies, Bungie and Viterra, are merging. Bungie shareholders will control about 70% of the company, and Viterra shareholders will own the remaining 30%. Deal is expected to be finalized by mid-2024, but it will likely face regulatory review from the United States, Canada, Brazil, and other countries. That's a look at markets. This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. Since 1967, 
The North Dakota Grain Growers Association has been serving North Dakota's wheat and barley producers with representation, education, and proactive advocacy. Partnering with us means you are part of ensuring North Dakota's production agriculture remains a profitable endeavor for the men and women that work to strengthen the backbone of our economy. Visit NDGGA.com to join the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. You raise, we represent. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. While the Supreme Court has weighed in on the waters of the United States rule, the Biden administration is still in court over the issue. The Environmental Protection Agency and the Army Corps of Engineers filed an appeal in federal court to lift a freeze on the WOTUS regulations in 24 states. The reason for this appeal was not announced. Bipartisan legislation has been introduced in the Senate requiring automakers to keep AM radio available in their new vehicles at no additional cost. This follows action by some automobile manufacturers to drop the option for free over-the-air AM radio. The bill co-sponsors include Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar and North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer. The National Association of Farm Broadcasting has endorsed the bill. West Coast dock workers secured a 32% pay raise through 2028 in their new tentative labor agreement. There's also a bonus for working through the pandemic and improvements in the benefit package. This deal covers 29 ports on the West Coast, which handle a significant amount of agricultural business. One of the unions involved in the negotiations said ratification process could take months. After 10 consecutive increases, the Federal Reserve Board will hold interest rates steady. The Fed says holding interest rates steady will allow time to assess how the economy is doing. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson says the Fed did leave open the possibility of future increases. Well, the Fed's going to not raise uh, this meeting. They're going to stay pat here at five, five and a quarter percent. And the verbiage, though, they did say that they would be open at a couple more raises this year if the uh, employment situation stays as tight, unemployment this low. To offset the downturn in global commodity markets, Mexican farmers are asking the government to guarantee prices for corn, wheat, and sorghum. Demonstrators have blocked highways in the state of Sinaloa and occupied government offices. Dozens of flights were canceled during protests at a major airport. The Mexican president is refusing to negotiate negotiate with farmers, but said he supports small farming operations. Canada has formally agreed to take part in a trade dispute settlement between the U.S. and Mexico on Mexico's restriction of biotech corn. Canada, which is a major exporter of canola to Mexico, is concerned with Mexico's broadening of a ban on biotech crops, including canola, cotton, and soybeans. U.S. export sales are down for most farm commodities compared to one year ago. Wheat sales are down 3%, corn exports down more than 30%. USDA economist Bart Kenner says one commodity is doing better than last year. Soybean exports up 12% from last year. The oilseed market has been uh, particularly tight. There's been tough crop years in, in recent years for some of the 
large producers. With the Supreme Court's green light on California's Proposition 12 in May, National Pork Producers Council consulting economist Steve Meyer says there's been a lot of confusion. Meyer says it isn't clear what will happen with current pork products not in compliance with Prop 12. There's some indication that you can sell that product and be allowed to sell until it's gone, but CDFA has not said that very clearly. CDFA has said they're going to devote their resources to getting people certified, which is a kind way of saying we're not going to go out looking for violations for a while. But the problem is is that private citizens can file suit under Prop 12. Seven state senators have announced legislation to prohibit states from regulating agricultural production in other states. The bill would authorize lawsuits by individuals and governments to invalidate that regulation and seek damages for economic loss. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. So most companies claim they have good people, good product, good customer service, but the question is how often. We go the extra mile to take care of our dealers and our growers, and more importantly, their families and their customers. Proceed tries to bring a family-like experience. Farmers, we want to understand what their challenges are. We also want to bring products to them that help them overcome those challenges so that they can be as successful as possible. Need seed? Think Proceed. Proceed.net. Great seed at a reasonable price. Join us every Tuesday at 1237 for Crop Watch. We'll be talking with farmers, agronomists, crop protection and seed industry representatives and extension personnel about crop progress and conditions. That's Crop Watch every Tuesday, 1237, right here on this Red River Farm Network station. Crop Watch is brought to you by Varisto Herbicide from BASF, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Proceed, Prairie Industries, and Bayer Crop Science. Crop Watch. Tuesdays at 1237. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The Dakotas and western Minnesota could see some rain over the weekend according to Grand Forks National Weather Service meteorologist Matthew McLaughlin. We have this low pressure system moving up from Colorado and through the Dakotas and across in the Minnesota area. So this weekend we are looking at possible rain chances, mostly occurring in the afternoon to evening time. For Saturday itself, we do have some possible thunderstorm chances, mostly contained within the Red River Valley and the Minnesota area. But as soon as we cross into Sunday, we start off with the Devil's Lake Basin area and it starts going to propagate east. Amount potential is spotty and variable. For the amount we're looking, generally fairly light. It's only going to be maybe a couple tenths at the most. But there are some chances if the thunderstorms do become a little bit stronger than anticipated, we could see up to half an inch or an inch this weekend. Invariable seems to be the word of the season so far. East Grand Forks farmer Matthew Kruger says what fields have seen rain look great, but rainfall has been hard to come by for others. We had some fields that received up to three inches. Those fields look fantastic. They're about V4, V5 corn right now. And then we got fields that didn't get any rain from all those kind of sporadic storms. We have a couple pieces that haven't received a drop since planting, and those fields are really, really struggling. Sand is really poor. We're hoping, again, rain kind of fixes a lot of that, but uh, the crops that are growing that got established, they look great. Um, I'd rather we start off kind of drier like this, and then we get some rain in the summer, but I think this is year three now of kind of a weird weather pattern that just uh, has us kind of scratching our heads. 
Kruger says heat and lack of moisture are especially causing problems in the spring wheat. Yeah, yeah, we've got um, a few fields that are already starting to head out. They are no more than 10 inches tall. Um, really unfortunate, actually. So two of those pieces were what we were going to enter into our wheat yield contest like we did last year. And uh, at this point, we just kind of looked at it, and we're not going to fungicide it even, just not seeing the point. I mean, there's unfortunately maybe 40, 50 bushel wheat out there. It's just it's kind of sickening to look at it and go, oh, my gosh, you know, but nothing we can do at this point. Definitely starting to see some issues. Um, and maybe later seeded soybean fields, just on a later seeded cornfield that the stands aren't, aren't great. Rain would be a welcome site for sure to help with all those things. And meteorologists have been expecting a change in the weather pattern for the Midwest. Nutrient Egg Solutions meteorologist Eric Snodgrass says the pattern shift has been slow in coming. You know, the concern is, hey, it's it's June 15th. When when does the rain come in and, you know, is it enough to save or have we done enough damage so far to take the top end off of this crop? And my, my feeling on it is um, I'll have a clear picture by the solstice. That's going to be kind of the go-no-go date on whether or not we really need to be uh, overly concerned about how much yield potential was lost for the whole of the Corn Belt. But certainly there are places out west that have made major recoveries in drought, and then the farther east you go, the, the deeper the drought has gotten. The northern plains can expect better chances for rain. We do see above average temperatures for the next 15 days, but the next few systems that are rolling through look to give a higher probability of more rain in the northern plains than in the central and eastern Corn Belt. So I think you're going to have more opportunity to see bigger storm complexes roll through. Unfortunately, we're moving into that time of year we call the MCS season, and MCS stands for Mesoscale Convective System. That is the, the nerd term for squall lines. And so we're probably going to start to move into that time of year where we tend to see the atmosphere producing more of the thunderstorm complexes and big arcing lines of storms. So it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? You can get the rain you need, but at the same time we have to be very aware that some of these storms are capable of producing strong straight-line winds. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. You never quite know when the next storm is going to strike. And all it takes is for a little hail to ruin a perfect crop. But you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. The insurance professionals at Egg Country can help you customize a policy that will fit your farming operation. Protect your revenue today by contacting your local Egg Country office. Egg Country. Focused on ag. Focused on you. Why do you listen? You get the local news and the uh, weather is up to date all the time. Oh, I love sports. It's good to hear what's going on because you can't make it to all the games. I listen from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. It moves with me. It's portable. It goes with me. It's in my car. I can find my mood. I can flip through stations up and down the dial. There's always something that's talking to me. Why do you listen? Go to whyilisten.com, tell us why you listen, and you have a chance to win $500. Visit whyilisten.com today.